0: Lord God, we thank you for your great love for us. Wow. Amazing that you love us just the way we are. Your love is not conditional on our performance. Your love is based on your grace. And so, Father, we thank you for that. Father, I pray this morning that you would open our spiritual eyes to see you with greater clarity. or that we would see you in the truth and the reality for who you are. And that we would see ourselves as you see us. You see us as loving children. So, Father, we pray that you would open our eyes to see that and, and that you would open our spiritual ears to hear your small, still voice speaking to our hearts, God. Most importantly, that you would open our hearts to receive everything that you have for us this morning, God. That we would not be walled off or shielded off from you, but we would begin to open our hearts up to receive. And Lord, I too sense that there's there's some here this morning that, that can't even really begin to comprehend that, maybe due to woundedness or things that have happened in their life or maybe things that have happened in the church or whatever that may be, but that doesn't change the fact and the truth of who you are and that you truly love us. So Father, I pray this morning that we will have an encounter with you because it's an encounter with you that changes our life. And so we pray all these things in the all-powerful, in the almighty name of Jesus. Amen. I love that our children's ministry is growing so much. Uh, uh, we're really blessed to have the privilege. You know, it's a privilege that you have children. God has give, given you those children to raise up, and it's a privilege an honor for us to be able to train up your children. So we're continuing in the series, All the Nations, and this morning's sermon is your response. If you've missed part of this series or a number of lessons, they're online. You can go to lifefellowship.me, and you can check out those sermons online. I, I encourage you to do so. This morning, if you want to begin to turn to a couple of passages of Scripture, we're going to be going to two that are pretty familiar to you. If you've been coming here for a while, it's Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Ephesians chapter 4, 11 through 16. My first point this morning is, what impact do I make? I'm going to be asking you a series of questions, and I'm not looking for a response from you. It's really just, I want you to be reflective of some of these questions. Last week, we talked about how the early church chose to respond to the Great Commission. And it's the same with us. It's a choice for us if we choose to respond or not. Let's go to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And again, this should be a scripture that you should be memorizing or have memorized by now. And Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Verse 19, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, and be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. You can probably think of stories or examples where one person has made a major impact, maybe in your life or situation. I was thinking this week about a situation where I was on a a jury, and uh, it was a a doctor that had been blackballed by the insurance company, and... um, there were like 14 of us, and there were two alternates, and I was like the first alternate, and I heard all the testimony, and it was so exciting, but I wasn't going to get to deliberate and, and be a part of that decision-making process, and I went back to work on Monday, and they called me up. They said, hey, one of the jurors, father had a heart attack or something. We need you to, to come in and fill his slot, and I was so excited because I'm like, oh, all right, you know, I've heard all this testimony. Now, I get to be a part of the process, but I know that my influence in that jury room made a difference. You may know of situations where God has used you to make a difference. I mean, in the workplace, are you a man or woman of integrity? Uh, do you participate in the in the 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 coarse jokes and the the dirty jokes and stuff like that? How how do you respond? You know, God has called us to be a light in the world, as Anne Lorraine uh, read this morning. One of my favorite passages of Scripture, Romans 12, 1 and two don't conform to the things of this world. Don't be like the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And we talk a lot about that. The renewing of our minds is to come into alignment with God's word and to yield our life to his word and allow him greater access into our life. And then he transforms us. He changes us from the inside out. And how many of us have tried to change the outside without changing the inside? It doesn't work. And so as God begins to... Bring us into alignment with his truth. Just simple things like God really does love you. You know, that's really difficult for some people to grasp and understand. But it's a truth that we need to understand. And if we would just get that, that would begin to transform many of our lives. Just that one simple truth that God loves us. And so God has great plans for us. It's important that we come into alignment with his word. The teachers in Kingdom Kids are making a difference in our children by teaching them Bible stories. They're teaching them the basic foundational truths of the Bible by loving them, by sharing the love of Christ with them and helping them to understand that God really loves them. By teaching them how to interact correctly with other children. That's important. You know, that they, that they understand how to interact with their peers and, and play nicely and all that kind of stuff. That they learn to give and share and they see that example. I remember uh, there was a, a number of months back, uh, there was somebody that came in and visited, and, and uh, they were telling me that, that some of the youth came up and, and greeted them. and you know, So that's part of the culture and the DNA of Life Fellowship here is that we love one another and that we're authentic in greeting one another. And, and, but it starts with our heart, guys. It starts with God touching our heart and changing us where we're really authentic and where we really, truly have a relationship with God and desire to have godly, healthy, loving relationships with one another. So it starts here in the heart. Speaking of, of children's ministry, we need more teachers. If you, if you love children and, and you n- want to learn more about the, the basic foundations of the Bible, that's a great place to serve. And the rewards are out of this world, man, I tell you, you know. Uh, the Bible says that one day we will receive rewards for our obedience and what we've done here on earth. So, but along, back to the back to the statement about we can impact the world around us. Um, we can make an impact, a worldly impact or a godly impact. We can make a positive impact or a negative impact. Our impact can be life giving. Are life draining? Do you know people that are drainers? (laughs) You know, you hate to be around them because they just suck the life out of you. Listen, are we giving life? One of our mottos is life-giving, life-changing, life relationships. So are we filled with the life and the love of God, and it's flowing out of us, impacting the people around us? Are we making a difference? Listen, I guarantee you, one thing is certain. You are impacting lives around you. So, what impact do we want to have? Let's be clear. Let's make a positive, godly impact. This is, Jesus, I need you. I need you. And I need you to help me. Because I know, given my own devices, I probably would not make a a positive impact. I may want to rip my boss's head off. But listen, as we yield our life to God, and as we pray, I've been encouraging us to pray that we have the love of God in us, that we love people like he loves other people. And God will do that, and our hearts begin to change, and we begin to see that person, that crusty, hard person, difficult person, as a person that's hurting or wounded. And God can begin to reach in through a little crack and shine the love and the light of Christ into that heart, and it can change their life. So my first point this morning is what impact do I have? What impact do I make? You make a great impact, great impact in your family, in your job, in your neighborhood. My second point this morning is become trained and equipped. Let's go to our core scripture for Life Fellowship. It's Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. And it says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Verse 12, Their responsibility is to equip, equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, Jesus, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. At Life Fellowship, we're all about an authentic relationship with the Lord. What's our mission statement? To develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. And so it begins back there in children's ministry, and it carries through in everything that we do. It's about becoming committed followers of Christ. And then training up others. Jesus said, go into all the nations. And a few months back, we had our missionaries from Africa here. And so we're supporting them. And they're going and they're making an an impact. And And part of it is due to the fact that we're supporting them financially, enabling them to go and make a difference. As we come into unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, Jesus, we know... Jesus. We come into that intimate relationship with him. We don't just know about him, but we come into a relationship where we experientially know him and have a relationship with him and become mature. That's part of the process, guys. And how many of you like challenges and, and you say, man, I, I just can't wait for the next trial to come along, oh, to be stretched beyond my comfort zone. I, I'm, I'm looking for that. Most of us don't. It's through those processes that we begin to grow and understand the heart of God, and He begins to purge stuff out of our lives. Uh, how many of us need to have some selfishness removed? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> I think that's probably our biggest problem: is ourself. We've got an eye problem. I, 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 I don't like that. I, I, I. So when we submit our life to God. God begins to restore us back into health and wholeness and bring healing to those wounded areas in our lives. So we become trained and equipped as we yield our life to God, and he changes us from the inside out. And then God uses us in mighty ways to impact the lost and dying world. So my first point this morning is what impact do I make? My second point is become trained and equipped. The third point this morning is the results are life-changing for us. And for others. Ephesians 4.13 again. This will continue, being trained and equipped, will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. The goal is that when people see us, they begin to see the love of Christ in us. That's really the goal, that they see less of me and more of him. Ephesians 4.14, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. We won't be easily tricked because we know the truth of God. And so that's why we have Bible study on Wednesday. You need to be here, 7 to 7.45. We're teaching you the word of God. You need to take time to spend time in prayer and reading, reading the Bible on your own. Not because it's some religious duty, but so that we understand the truth. That's why we're so intent on teaching our children back there the truth, the foundational truths, so that they'll grow up knowing the truth of God because many of us didn't grow up in that environment. And so, you know, some of our children back there probably know more than some of the adults that are sitting in here today because they're being taught the Word of God. And the thing about children, they're like sponges. They just absorb And so we want to fill them with the good things of God, the love of God, that they fully and completely understand that God loves them and that God has a purpose and plan for them, just like he does for you, that no one else can do your job. God created all of us uniquely and individually because he has a purpose for you. And there's nobody else in the entire world like you. And for some of us, that's probably a good thing, right? No, but God has a unique plan for all of us. Don't ever apologize for who God made you to be because he created you perfectly. Now, if, you, if you're acting like a knucklehead, you may need to apologize for that. But listen, God has a, a unique plan for each and every one of us. And because of our personalities, he places us in circumstances and situations where we have influence with people that nobody else probably does. And so how are we using that influence? Life-giving or life-draining? So um, it goes on to say in verse 15, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ who is the head of his body, the church. That's the goal, that when people see Mark, they don't see Mark, they see the love of Christ. And I've seen that happen where God will work through my life and the spirit of God, the power of God is moving so mightily that, that you can just feel the love of God flowing out of you. People that don't even know the Lord, they, they, get, they tear up because they, they're experiencing something that is touching their soul, that is reaching in. And so God wants to do that through our lives, that we would impact the world through the love of Christ, that we would speak the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love, growing in some ways. No, that's not what it says. Growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. We will speak the truth in love, demonstrating the love and the character of Christ. When I hear things like integrity and discipleship and commitment, yielding to the Lord, those things get my attention because those are the characteristics that we want to have. As you go through your daily life in your workplace, when you demonstrate integrity, you're demonstrating the character of God. You're saying, hey, listen, I'm not like the world. I have integrity because I serve the king of kings, and that's what he would want me to do. So, no, I'm not going to steal from the company. When people are telling dirty jokes, I'm not going to laugh and jump in and be a part of that because that doesn't build people up. That doesn't edify people. When people get into these relationships where it's sarcastic and they're putting one another down, I'm not going to do that because I would rather encourage someone than tear them down. So that's, that's the kind of life that I want to live, and that's what I want to demonstrate. I've had opportunities where I'd be at the lunch table, and people would be she-dogging and moaning and complaining, and, you know, and, and I'd say, you know what? If you've got a problem with them, why don't you go talk to them? Why don't you pray for them? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, Mark. You always have a positive attitude. Well, no, but listen, be part of the, the solution, not part of the problem. If you've got a problem with somebody, in Matthew 18, it says go and, and talk to them. Don't talk to everybody else. So we can influence the people around us by allowing God to transform our lives. And then we take that love and share it with others. Speaking to one another in love. Speaking the truth in love. It goes on to say in Ephesians 4.16, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. So we need one another. So that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. You are a piece of the puzzle that nobody else can be. And when that piece of the puzzle is missing, the puzzle is incomplete. How many times have you put together a puzzle and you're missing one piece? And you're looking under the sofa and you're you're tearing the place up. It's just not complete with that piece missing. And so, as the body of Christ, when you're missing... The body's not complete. That's why it's important that you find a local church and plug into and be a part of it because a local church is a place where we help one another. We just read that we help one another to grow. We need to be connected to the body of Christ. You are uniquely designed and built for the specific part that you play. No one else in the entire world can do what God has created you and called you to do and to be. And Life Fellowship is a safe place for you to be trained and, and train up other people. One of our core values is teachability. Being able to be taught, okay, are you humble or are you willing to be taught? But also, can you take what you've learned and teach others? It's important. Why is this important? Because God loves every one of us. God's great desire is to be in relationship with everyone and to see every one of us experience the abundant life that he came to give, that we would walk in victory, that we would walk in the abundance, that we would walk in the joy, the peace, the strength, the encouragement, all the things that we were designed for. Listen, sometimes I joke with Christine, she's got a her backpack, and she's carrying all this stuff into the house or whatever. And I'm like, oh, you being a pack sheep? Listen, sheep were never meant to pack. Donkeys are are pack animals. You can pack them up, and they can transport. But sheep were never designed to transport a lot of weight. And the Bible refers to us as sheep. We were never designed to carry a bunch of guilt and shame and fear and all those kinds of things. We were designed to live the abundant life and be free from all that stuff and to walk in the victory of Christ. So listen, you you aren't designed to be a pack animal. So if you're carrying a bunch of stuff, just dump it off and be done with it, all right? God's greatest desire is to be in relationship with us. And I'm not talking about a religious exercise. I'm talking about a real, authentic relationship with him. That's what it's all about. And what I found, and many of you know, is that that's a lifelong process as we grow as we begin to step out and trust him. And it begins with the basics of understanding that God really does love us. Ephesians 4.16, he, God, made the whole body fit together perfectly. It's amazing. I can look out here and I can see that we're fitted together perfectly. And if you're not there, well, then there's a missing gap. There's a missing piece of the puzzle. God makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. You have a special work to do. It helps the other parts grow. We need you to do your special work so I can grow, so we can all grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing. And here's the key, full of love. Are you full of the love of God? Is God filling you to overflowing? Is God reaching into your heart and filling you up with his love? Not only do you have a specific part to play, you have unique opportunities that no one else will ever have. And based on the circumstances, some opportunities only arrive once in a lifetime. Have you ever been in a situation and you know the Lord's telling you to do something and you just don't do it? And you walk away and you say, oh, man. Maybe the next day you're, you're thinking, man, I, I know I was supposed to pray for that person or whatever and you, you didn't. I, I don't know. Maybe you haven't done that. I have. And it's a terrible feeling. I was in Walmart a few weeks back, and I was, I shared this story with you once before already, but I was sitting in my car on the phone, and this car pulled up in front of me, and these people got out, and this lady was really struggling. She looked, I don't know, she was walking real softly, real gently, and and her husband was there, and I didn't pay a lot of attention, but I got in the store, and and, uh, I was by the pharmacy area, and as I was walking to the cash register, I felt like the Lord said, go pray for them, go pray for her. And so I got to the end, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm having this discussion with the Lord. Is God, you want me to go back and, and pray for him here in Walmart? And are you sure? I don't know if you have those kinds of conversations, but I'm like, are you sure, God? That wasn't just too much pizza for lunch or something. So I, anyway, I go back, and they're in the aisle, and they're standing there, and I said, Hi, excuse me, but I was just wondering if I could pray, pray for you. I know I said. You look like you're struggling. Or, and she said, yeah, I just got out of surgery. And I said, well, can I pray for you? And she's like, oh, well, dude, uh, we're in a hurry, so we need to get going. I said, okay, well, I'll pray for you as I leave. So I left, and I began to pray for her. And I was, I was going, God, what, you know, what was that all about? I felt like you told me to go and pray for them, and then they don't even receive it. I mean, I wasn't really upset about it. Uh, I mean, what I had to lose a little bit of pride maybe? Ooh, ooh, okay. So anyway, I get to the car, and, and I begin to pray for her. And it's like the Lord begins to tell me, what if I was using you to plant a seed? Would you be okay with that? I'm like, yeah. You know, what if they left the parking lot and somehow they begin that stimulated some conversation about, well, you know, I have, we haven't been in prayer for your healing or, you, you know, uh, so, so-and-so has been inviting us to come to church or who knows. But listen, if we will just obey what God asks us to do, That's all he's asking for. It's not up to me to determine the outcome or to to determine what God tells me to do. It's just simply my part to play just to obey. And so we never know how God is working in the situation. Do you trust him? Will you step out in faith? Will you obey? And I can tell you numerous stories about people, uh, even in my own life, where I, the Lord has been speaking to me, and I'm like, well, okay, I'm just going to obey. And it's been amazing what God has done. So all that to say that you have a part to play and that sometimes opportunities only arrive once. And when God tells you to do something, I want to encourage you to do it. Now I'm not if it's if it doesn't line up with the word of God, well then that's not God. If it's immoral, unethical or, you know, something like that, it's it's not God. Listen, if if somebody's telling you to go pray for somebody, I can almost guarantee you that's not the enemy. That's not Satan. You know, he's not going to be telling you to go love somebody or pray for somebody. So you can dismiss that, but the thing is is that we can make an impact in the world around us when we simply choose to obey. And God will place you at the right place at the right time. So let me ask you some questions. And again, I don't want you to answer. I just want you to ponder these. Are you trained? Are you trained? Are you equipped? Are you ready? Are you able? Of these four, I think, or five, this is probably the most important. Are you willing to respond? Because you can be trained, equipped, ready, able. But if you're not willing to go, we sang sang about it this morning, I will go, send me. Are you saying, God, I will go? I will do what you ask me to do. Do you care about others? Is it all about me? Or have we come to a place of maturity in the Lord where we understand that it's not all about us? we, as we yield to him, we are, we are the beneficiaries of God's great love and blessings, but also we're blessed to be a blessing. Jesus said in Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all that I've taught you, and know that I'll be with you till the end of the age. That was a commandment that he gave to us. So how are we doing? Are we being filled up, trained, and equipped so that we can be released to go out and make a difference. God may use you in a powerful way to make a life-altering change in someone else's life.
1: She is running A hundred miles an hour In the wrong The canyon's ever widening In the depths of her cold heart So she sets out on another misadventure just to find She's another two years older And she's three more steps behind Does anybody hear her? Can anybody see her? Shadow. people that can't see past a scarlet letter and we've never even met her if judgment looms under every steeple if lofty glances from long
0: I've seen that video I don't know how many times and every time I watch it it breaks my heart there are people in our lives that need the Lord they need the hope of Christ and we see them every day Are we willing to reach out and share the love of Christ with them? Are we willing to be inconvenienced just to stop, give someone a hug or a smile, pray with them? I want to tell you a true story that I heard recently. There's a person that's coming to our church, and I don't know all the details So I'm just going to get to the important part, but um, they were, she was looking for a church, and she was looking down in this area, and she knew that the church that they were to to find was off of 518, and she said they drove down 518 in 2094, and they saw a couple of big churches, but she knew that wasn't it, and... She, she said that she really only saw one, one sign for a church, and that was life fellowship. And that must have been God putting the blinders on. But she said that she was so hurting and wounded and despondent, just depressed. She's looking for a way. She was looking for a way to end it all is a child she, she was looking for a way to, that it could be that it would look like it was an accident she found Life Fellowship she came in and she experienced the love of God touching her life and it's been a, a life changing experience for her when people come into this building, you are making a difference. And let me say this, I I think I could safely say that Life Fellowship has changed this person's life. God through you, through this church has saved this person's life literally. And and what would have been the implications if, if she would have died with her child, what, what would the ripple effect have been? We don't know. We don't know. We have people that, that put banners out on the side of the road that hundreds of cars drive by and see. I have another lady here that drove by and saw the banner, passed it, felt like the Lord was saying you need to turn around and go back. She drove by the church, passed it again. The Lord spoke to her and said, go back. She came. She came back. She's here today because she was obedient. The the love of God, God was speaking to her and saying, you need to go there, you need to go to that church. Listen, guys, there's a huge opportunity for us to impact the world around us. There are people in this room right now today that are hurting. We all need the love of Christ filling us, reaching into those wounded places of our lives. And God has called us, Life Fellowship, to impact the nations. He's given us a huge vision. But listen, if we're not faithful in the small things, if we're not faithful in in reaching the community and meeting the needs of the people here, why is God going to send us halfway across the world? God is laying a foundation. What God is doing, he is building an army of believers that will impact the world around us. And many of you served at the Sunrise Service down to the Kemo Boardwalk. That was all about reaching this community. So we have a great opportunity to reach this community. And you are like little fingers that go out into the communities Monday through Friday, reaching out to the people in your neighborhoods and in your workplaces. There are people that are looking for the hope and the truth. And the love of God that is in us. Amen. That's right. Are you willing to share that? Yes. It can make a difference. And if we don't have the heart of God, if we don't have the love of God, are we really willing to risk out and, and step out? And that's why we need to have the love of God in us, so that we're really, we really care about people. And, and listen... God has a great purpose and plan for you yes to train up your children and raise them to be godly men and women of the Lord but also there's a, a community of people all around you that are looking for the hope of Christ in you would you bow your heads and close your eyes If you're here this morning and God is tugging on your heart maybe you don't have a relationship with him or maybe you did at one point in time but you've walked away and you know that God is speaking to you today would you simply respond by raising your hand I want to pray with you Can take care of that today. There's no shame in that. The shame would be to walk out of this building the same way that you came in, hurting and wounded. If that's you, would you slip up your hand? I just want to pray with you. Lord God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the great love that you have for us, that you have saved us, that all of our sins are gone past, present, and future, and that we can walk in the abundant life that Jesus came to give. But not only that we would be filled and we would be walking in the abundance, but Lord God, that we would have a heart to share that with the others around us. So Father, we pray that we would see and seize the opportunities that you lay before us every day to make a difference, to share the love of Christ, and that we would live it. We wouldn't just talk about it, but people would see Christ in us when they see us. And whenever we interact with someone, they would feel the love of God flowing through our life to them. So Father, we pray all these things with great expectation in the all-powerful name of Jesus. Amen. As you go from this place this morning, Look for the opportunities to share the love of Christ. The prayer team will be up here. If you like prayer, come up and pray. There's no need to navigate through these challenges that you may be going through alone. I love you so very much. Lord God, I thank you for such a wonderful congregation, a wonderful, loving group of people that when others come in, They pour out your love upon them, God. And I pray that that will always be the case here. Let us never be like some of the people we saw in the video that reject others. But, Lord, let us be more like Christ, sharing the truth in love. So we pray all these things in the almighty and the all-powerful name of Jesus. Amen. If you want prayer, come up. You're dismissed. Thank you for being here this morning. God bless you.